Welcome to the Give This Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS Island Program, which Forbes has stated helps entrepreneurs become professional speakers. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. Our guest today is Carol Sanker. She's a gender equity expert and a speaker, whether on TEDx or at Harvard, Columbia Business School, or even Facebook. Carol, thanks for being on our show today. Thanks so much for having me. So what I love about our podcast, I always have a few minutes to vibe with our clients or our, excuse me, our guests before. And Carol turns out she's from New York like I am. And, and so we're like, what? You're from Brooklyn? I'm from Queens. What's up? <laughs> New York, New York in the house. <laughs> well, yeah. And so just for our guests, I mean, we have listeners all around the world. The reason why oftentimes I'm not going to make too many assumptions, but the reason why a lot of people say they love New Yorkers because we're just straightforward people. We're genuine. We just, we, if we like you, we'll tell you. If we don't, we'll also tell you. <laughs> that is so true. We're straightforward to the point. Forget about it. There's nothing else. Forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> One and way or another. Yeah, forget about it. They're like, please don't try those accents. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you we're born with this stuff. You know, don't, don't, try to, don't try to mitigate and put your own spin on it. This is who we are. <laughs> there's, a, there's a certain Tim Brav, a good friend, actually. His name is Steve Hankins. He's from Colorado originally. He's like, hey, Chris, how you doing? I'm like, uh, just Steve, just... Don't no. do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't, don't, do, right. don't do it. No. All right. So <laughs> side note aside, um, Carol, tell us more about what you speak about. So you talk about gender equity as an expert. Tell us more about what you talk about. So by trade, I'm a real estate investor. I know that sounds a little strange. And um, when you go into certain fields in real estate, especially on the investing side, there are very few women at the top, very few women of my age at the top, very few women of my color at the top, very few women of my ethnicity at the top, my culture. So I kind of started this conversation um, to kind of get women to acknowledge that maybe there's some fear-based factors and maybe some strength-based factors as well as some numbers that are keeping women out of the C-suite. And so I started this conversation called The Confidence Factor, and it kind of took off from there where it was really about trying to assess why women were not in certain high-level positions. It didn't have to be real estate specifically, but in my previous life, I was in law firm America. So I didn't see women at the top of law firms. I didn't see women in partner positions. And I definitely, today in my real life, I still very few and far in between see women real estate investors. So it's about closing the gap between heteronormative positions, high-level positions, business leaders, and making sure more women get to the top of certain C-suite professions. Well, we are in the zeitgeist for that now. I mean, there's just so many things that are uh, finally people are understanding. They, like literally from the number standpoint, when you look at mm -hmm. companies, you will have and make more money if there's a more diverse community. So let's talk yeah. about the word confidence because you could have chose many words, but why the confidence factor? What happened was um, I started it as a resource study. It wasn't really supposed to be called a confidence factor. You know how things just kind of happen. I started this resource study that I wanted to study the behaviors of women about 10 years ago. And in the resource study, we brought together women that I thought if you brought money to the table, this is my assumption, um, because I was looking at Lean In and other groups, and I said, oh, okay, it's just money. So women need money. So I bring money to the table. And the women who participated in my study at that time didn't want the money. They literally didn't have the confidence to move forward. So I started to reassess what I was calling this because I realized that you cannot solve every problem with money. I thought you could. 
but I realized it was really about confidence. Women, even that could have those access to resources, didn't have the confidence to go into certain rooms. They didn't have the confidence to build that business, to, you know, bid for that contract. So I had to be able to put that word in there so that women knew that I was talking to that certain level of fear that they don't want to talk about openly, that there's a safe space so we can have that discussion and how can we solve that problem and close that gap for them. No, that's great. It, it's, it, and it's not just for women, it's also for men too. I mean, just a lot of people in general, yeah. oftentimes when people ask me, is like, Christopher, how do you have the confidence to stand in front of a room of thousands of people? And like all things, mm -hmm. you can build confidence from the outside, like you can mm -hmm. wear a nice suit, fix your hair, or yep. you can actually build it from the inside, which is like what you and I have done, meaning many, many years of experience, research, strategies that you've mm -hmm. learned from mentors, from your work experiences. But again, the word confidence is so important. I want to I wanna really dive deeper into that because it really comes down to so much of life, whether you're, you feel confident or you're perceived as confident. And it's two different mm -hmm. things where some people, yeah. like I could be like super nervous right now and you wouldn't know mm -hmm. because I sound confident. So I always tell people right. as a speaker or as a speaker coach, it's like, look, they don't know that you're nervous. They don't know that you're shaking. So just project confidence. Therefore you will be confident in terms of perception. Mm -hmm. So talk to us about how you help your clients with this confidence factor and how you, you know, it's so important to, to include people, but especially to help them build confidence. The one thing that, that I try to make sure that they understand is exactly what you said. There's internal and external confidence. I think people have this misinterpretation that if you walk a certain way, if you say certain, certain things a certain way, you're confident. That is not it. It does start from the inside. So I try to work on what you're telling yourself, that inner fearful voice that keeps showing up at the moment you're supposed to be doing things. And then I also try to work on verbiage because I'm always very aware of people who use limiting verbiage at the most important times. Like I'm just the mom or I'm just yeah, the dad yeah. or I just live on fourth street. Like um, this, the world is so much bigger than that. You have to be very careful about the words you limit yourself to because it will limit the amount of confidence to take you to the next level. So like if you do want to be on bigger stages, if you do want to be in the media, you've got to work on your verbiage because no one wants a fearful doctor operating on their heart. Like you don't want to hear your heart surgeon saying, I think I can open you up. Like you don't want to hear that, right? So you have to work on your verbiage because a lot of times we project the same amount of confidence we have internally. Like here's the thing, you may be fearful, but you have to work on what you're saying outside because then once you project fear, fear follows you back. So you don't get those opportunities. And I think the other thing that I try to work with my clients on is I try to make sure that they stay in confident places. In other words, there are some people who kind of limit you to that belief. I just live on 4th Street. Yeah, we all just live on 4th Street. Good for them, bad for you. Because if you're not feeding your mind confident things and reassuring principles, it will be hard. Look what we're dealing with right now in the world. There's a lot of fear to be sold. I just turn off the TV. That's simple. I turn off Twitter. Simple. So that I can make sure that I don't subscribe to the same fear that is trying to get my attention all day. And that's the same thing with family and friends. I limit my conversations with them because I've got to be on this level every single day. So that's why I always try to tell people, beware of what you're around and what you're saying outside. No, I, I absolutely agree with that. And I want to, I want to double down on that point because like based on near imaging, we have about 60,000 thoughts every day. And so if we have 60,000 mm -hmm. thoughts, we have even more words. And I want to stress the fact that I never, never, never say like, even before I wrote a book and before I became a speaker and all these other things, I would say I am a speaker because those things all help in terms of your confidence. And even when you say the yeah. tone is what you're saying, 
But I want to stress for listeners, it really is that important because if you think about that, if you have 60,000 thoughts and a half of those thoughts are like, I'm not good enough, I can't do this. And this has been mm -hmm. studied by a woman named Dr. Cal Dweck who studied mindset and it comes down mm -hmm. to growth mindset or a fixed mindset. And so what you're talking about in terms of the fixed mindset, oh, I can't do this, or I'm just a mom. Like, no, like being a mother is one of the most hardest, most amazing things in the world. And when you hear that, I'm like, no, you're not just a mother. And so yeah. I just want listeners to know how important and how simple it is to stop building confidence by just changing your verbiage as you were talking about, Carol, and changing yeah. how you change your tone of voice by saying, I am confident. And when you start projecting that, it, you will be more confident. And the one final thing I'm going to talk about that one point is, I hate when people say, you got to fake it till you make it. Because just by saying that, you're being fake. And that's not oh, good. I yeah. say, you must believe what you want to be on the inside before you become who you are on the outside. So yeah. it's authentic. It's no faking. And so it's, I just wanted to make sure our listeners know that really, really important point where you start by simple things like the words you use. Now, what yeah. challenges do you feel as a woman that men might not have to deal with relative to this confidence factor? Oh, my gosh. We don't have enough time for all of that. <laughs> <laughs> you got three um, minutes, Karen. One thing. One consistent well, thing that I, women really need, to, we really need to hone in on. I always say that it's our, our, our negative self-talk. There is a, a different le level of negative self-talk for women than there is for men. Not saying that men don't have it. I'm just saying women add layers to it. It's like frosting. I don't like frosting on my cupcake. So <laughs> instead of just baking the cupcake and giving it to me, they will add tons and tons and tons of, as a decoration of frosting. And this is their limiting um, thing that they have in their head. I didn't go to that school. I don't have that proper dress. My hair is not that color. I'm a little bit, you know, I have a little bit more weight than others. I'm black. I'm white. I'm Asian. I'm good. It's a lot of those little things because, what we do is we look at aspiration, and if it doesn't look like us, we start limiting in the mind a lot. And women have a tendency to do that. Hence, when you see shows on television that may portray a woman as a size 2 and you're a size 22, you think you can't. I can't tell you how many women I have met over the years, especially in the speaking profession, who say, when I lose the weight, then I'll speak. Wow, you like, heard that? Yes. When I lose the weight, when I'm able to afford the clothes, I will apply for TEDx, things wow. like that. So when I say that there are layers that women go through, it's because they are, you know, worried about things. Like I just, a um, quick example, I had an event in 2017, and one of the people I brought in was talking about fashion, not, not you know, being fashionable, but what works for you. And I remember there was a woman that was in the audience who said, but what about the fact that I have thinning hair? And you're thinking to yourself, that's a, that here we go with negative self-talk, but at the most minor level, like the most minute thing, she was worried about how the clothes would look on her because her hair was thinning. And so she won't apply for the opportunity until she finds a way to grow the hair to then put on the clothes then go for the opportunity. See how many small layers there are there? These are things that men don't necessarily even think about a man would just go on like a Gary Vee would go on with jeans and sneakers. Yeah, women yeah, yeah, don't yeah. think like that. Women are not programmed to think like that. We're looking at the Kardashians. We're looking at the real housewives of Beverly Hills. And then we're trying to come on to those levels of stages. We don't feel complete because we're always feeling judged. And that's wow. where I think that the difference would be. Wow. See, you're like, how much, Daryl, you just did it. In <laughs> 
Wow, 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 wow. Now that, that, that makes a lot of sense. Again, like we have to understand like some women, yeah, wow, that's, that's fascinating. So, wow, okay. <laughs> so Carol, I, I'm not even gonna ask you more because I want our guests to follow up with you and, and reach out to you. So Carol, how can our guests stay in touch with you? Everything at Carol Sankar, Instagram at Carol Sankar, LinkedIn, Carol Sankar, Twitter, Carol Sankar, Facebook, Carol Sankar, or at carolsankar.com. I'm adding you myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Carol, thanks for being on our show. Have a great day. You too. Thanks so much.